Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. E Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 251. Today we'll be talking about TV, including The Circle, The Lincoln Lawyer, Barry, We Own the City, The Staircase, The Big Con, and They Call Me Magic. Movies including Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and a weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the news. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back. Uh, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to start off with uh, Star Wars. And uh, since the last time we recorded for 250 was like last month, and since then we had Star Wars Day on May 4th, and they dropped the final trailer for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and yeah. wow <laughs> uh, I'm still you can't iffy. Run from him I'm still iffy on all the Darth Vader stuff but from what they're saying all the rebel stuff is out the door so I'm like all right well they they have the keys to the kingdom so okay yeah. just um the one just, thing we know though is we're going to get Vader either unmasked or there's going to be good time where he's like in the back to tank or something because they cast Hayden Christensen and they didn't cast him in Rogue One. So if he's not going to be unhelmeted, you don't cast him. So we're going to get some version of Hayden Vader. I figured there were going to be flashbacks, if anything. Yeah, that's possible. If we don't, if they don't take his helmet off, but they'd have to. I mean, yeah. so I mean, is he going to be battle damage or he's going to be in the meditation chamber or he's going to be like in the back to tank, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So that's about it. I mean, but what, what was going on, man, was, was pretty exciting yeah, in this. They're obviously on Tatooine. We see Obi-Wan talking about that they lost and he's just trying to stay in there and just, stay in hiding and then try to uh while he when he can uh look in on uh, Luke. So I I assume we're going to get Qui-Gon as well. I haven't announced anything but they would have to because Yoda said in Revenge of the Sith he goes while you're in solitude I'm going to teach you how to talk to um uh one of your friends that are that's long past. So I mean he did talk to him in Rebels to Qui-Gon. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I don't see why God uh, not why Liam Neeson wouldn't do it. I mean, if you'd seen all the movies he's busting out, I'm yeah. sure another another Disney check won't hurt uh, that bank account. Too. I heard he said he would too. They asked him if he'd be up for it, and he said, Yep. <laughs> it's easy. I mean, because he's he's not the main focus of this story. I mean, they will just pop in when when he can or anything obviously they they might show 
some flashbacks to Phantom Menace. I, I don't know. Or maybe cut stuff from Phantom Menace. I mean, those movies were so long and they cut a lot out. So who knows uh, what we're going to see. But uh, we do get Owen Lars and uh, Amber and all that. So that that's going to be really cool from them. The They casted them, the ones from uh, Revenge of the Sith. They were only at the very end. Yep. Yep. So that's cool. But um, it's funny cool. how one of them turned out to be like Joel Edgerton. He's like, you know, a decently well-known actor. The um, uh, I think Bonnie Pierce is who they got for uh, Baru. Uh, I don't if she's done anything, it, it's not nearly stood out as much as uh, Edgerton's stuff. <laughs> So they're on Tatooine, but where are these other planets uh, are at? I mean, yeah, maybe Cor- Coruscant's gone, isn't it? No, oh no, no, no. Coruscant's not gone until uh, Force Awakens. So no, it's, no, it's still there. It was. I thought they was, blew that it was up someplace else. No, that was someplace oh, else. They, okay. you know what they? I, I saw something that was actually kind of interesting. Uh, they had in the concept work for the Force Awakens. Last Jedi Rise of Skywalker trilogy, uh, there was an idea that Coruscant was going to be like abandoned. That's interesting. But um, yeah, there's obviously some city planet going on. Uh, the thing that I got really excited about was seeing uh, uh, Kamal, Nanjani. To me, it just flashes him for a second, but he gave me the vibe. He looks like he had the Jedi robes on. So he gives me the idea of he's probably a Jedi on the run and he gives the Inquisitors probably somebody to get because, <laughs> you know, he'll just be for this show. So I assume, uh, yeah, the Inquisitors are going to get him. I, I don't know. I think this this is a one and done. I mean, I think as far as Jedi's, it's, I think it's just going to be Obi Wan. I I don't don't bring in more because if I you think, do, we no, know you're going to have to will. kill him. Yeah, I think that's what the plan is. I, yeah, because they're going to give they got to give the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors are supposed to, you know, take out all these Jedi on the run, and I think that's what he looks like. He looks like he's like hunched and scared, and he looks like he has the Jedi robes on. I'm just going to say he's not, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I'd rather I'd rather just have Obi Wan. Don't jam all these other characters that you know are going to end up dead. Uh, so, well, there's another guy, uh, and I heard a rumor that uh, said the the director uh, of this Obi Wan, uh, Deborah Chow. She also directed some of the Mandalorian episodes, but uh, she said there could be crossovers with Jedi Fallen Order, the video game series. So. That means maybe seeing Cal Kestis, which is actually kind of cool. Also, the fact that Cal Kestis is played by an actor who also acts in Hollywood stuff. He was uh, the Joker in the Gotham series. So I don't know if you saw that or kept up with that. Don't bring anybody else in. I mean, who who's this black woman with the she's red the, lightsabers? Inquisitor. I know, but who is she? Reva. Is she in the books or comic or Rebels or any of those things? Not in Rebels. Uh, but yeah, she's like in the books. There's a bunch of Inquisitors. The ones from Rebels, 
One of them's in the in this, played by uh, the Sun Kang from uh, Fast and Furious. He plays the fifth brother. And then the other Inquisitors from the series, the Grand Inquisitor, he's in it, even though they did his head wrong. <laughs> That's still super annoying. And then uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar in The Rebels played the seventh sister. So I think this is... Uh, I can't remember the number because the second sister that was in um, Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order. So everybody knew is gonna die. Yeah, I yeah. tell you right now, <laughs> all these people that they're showing us in there—they're all dead because we well, know nothing of for, them, except for Cal Kestis because he's in from the video games, and that continues. So I, mean, I I think that black girl's gonna die, uh, Manjani or however you say his name. I think yeah, he's Manjani. gonna die. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna die. Um, these other characters <laughs> that are gonna die uh, yeah. because no, none of them are around. No, right. no. After all the movies or anything, uh, the fall of the empire. I mean, they're they weren't around. They weren't around during um, the uh, first order. So. I'm saying it's safe to say that I think a lot of these guys are going to go down. Will Obi-Wan kill them all? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Darth Vader said, look, I don't need you guys and end up wiping all of them out. Well, so, uh, yeah, they said expect uh, Rogue One style Vader. Expect a aggressive and extreme Vader. So, you know, I'm hyped for that. <laughs> I, re- I want that. I mean, just Vader. I think Vader's just going to like, look, we don't need these guys. And kill everyone. Will the emperor pop up and then this? I don't know. Maybe he sees he's, he's alive. He's up for it too. The, he's, he's alive. They asked him if he'd be up for it. He said, "Of course." He would have to. If Vader's always, there. He said he'll always. When they call for emperor, he said he'll always do it. <laughs> and I don't want don't don't shoehorn Han in in this. Just. No, give us another movie if you're going to try to do that. Or give us a series. Well, they're doing Lando. They're doing Lando series with uh, Glover. Ah, Give me Han. I don't care about Lando. Give me a a Han series. Don't tease me with Maul. And then, eh, we're never going to touch that again. Or, nah, forget it. That that doesn't happen. So, but I don't know. We'll see uh, what's going to happen in this. But there's a lot going on in this. And, of course, the whole Darth Vader thing, which... Uh, I don't know, but um, do you think we get Vader in the first two episodes? Because that's what we get. Uh, it's a two-episode premiere, the Friday that it comes out, which is Friday the twenty-seventh. So, a week from this Friday, not long ago. Do you think we get Vader in the first two episodes, or are they going to make us wait? I think, if anything, if they would put him in in either one of those two, it would be in the first one at the mm-hmm. end. At the end of the first episode, I think that's it. But obviously, um, they're still looking for the Vader's looking for him. I mean, they well, he's still hot and mad after losing his legs and his arms and everything. So um, he, he's he's still pretty super pissed at Obi Wan. Sure, but um, <laughs> I I don't know I don't know yet. I, we'll we'll see. And where are we? The fifteenth. We got ten more days. Yeah. Oh, no, does it come out the? No, no it comes 27th. out the twenty seventh. 
Because yeah. it was supposed to come out on the anniversary of Star Wars, the original. When it was Star Wars, not this episode four new whole bullshit. It was Star Wars in 77. But, um, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars, but you can call it a New Hope. It's no, just, it's Star it's, Wars. It's Star period. Wars, but period. <laughs> if you're identifying the episode, no, Star Wars. <laughs> if you're a true fan, you just say, "Oh, in Star Wars." None of this. Which one? Shut up! If you don't get out of here, get out of my face with that. Um, I was there from the beginning in '77. But anyway, um, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna watch it uh, midnight. Or who knows? Maybe they'll drop it at nine. <laughs> for, I uh, hope they drop it at nine. Uh, I don't care what time it is. I'm watching as soon as they drop it. Um, I'm gonna rush home after work and uh, and just be juiced uh, for it. I mean, this is something that's been with me, like I said, since '77. Uh, to know what happens uh or what was going on because in that first one when we we didn't know who these people are we didn't know what was going on yeah they dropped us in the middle of the story but it's just i i, I gotta know i know they're gonna do they gotta change things uh for what's happening but um i don't know just uh, i have faith in in the whole thing i mean the the series that they've put out so far the mandalorian's been awesome boba fett was and eh, it was off and on um, I'm juice for Ahsoka, but uh, we'll just see uh, what happens in this one. Uh, wow! And they're it, sitting on Andor. Andor's been like made, and they're just sitting on that. I think that comes out August. Well, I mean, they're not going to focus on that yet. This is this is a guy that's been with us for a, a very since '77. This character yeah. has I think been they around. Filmed yeah, I think they filmed technically Andor got finished first and they're just sitting on it. They they couldn't wait to draw Bobby. Which makes sense, just, like you're you're just saying. They're just they're just sitting on it and they're like, you know what? We're not invested in that character yet. Cause we he we, he's only got one movie and that's when how we were introduced to him. So Well, he's uh, gonna probably have to have a crossover, you would think. In Obi-Wan, because it's the same time period. Interestingly, we get three Star Wars projects this year. Obi-Wan, Andor, and Bad Batch Season 2. Interestingly, they're all in that same Imperial era. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know, man. Let's let's just see what they're going to do with this. I want uh, a lot of lightsaber action. Whoever... Uh, this black woman is. I hope uh, she gets uh, her comeuppance with with Obi Wan or, or anything or whoever else are going to fight. And I want to know. I still want to know why um, Owen Lars is is so mad at Obi Wan. Something's got to happen in this because I mean, when he just dropped, he just dropped him off. Like here, here, here's Luke, and you guys take care of him. Something, I mean, he he doesn't know who Obi-Wan is. So, I mean, he's, something's got to happen within these however many years. Um, what was Luke? 20? When when he came back? When uh, when he, he went off with Obi-Wan? Right. Maybe. 1920? But yeah. I don't know. We'll see um, what happens in this. But uh, this other thing I'm reading, uh, the Resistance broadcast, is saying that... Um, Andor's going to get three seasons. 
Really? But that it says, is stunning. <laughs> I think that's good because I mean, what what we what I want I want a lot of flashbacks from how like I mean, start off when he was a kid, or maybe you start off how he is now, and then him thinking back on what happened uh, in the beginning because he he said in Rogue One he's been fighting this this battle for years and years and years. So, I mean, just don't if, – if, if you're going to stretch it out three seasons, I mean, at least do a lot of flashbacks and then move forward. And if it, if it, goes, if it goes three seasons, it's got to end when he meets Jenner. So, who knows, maybe she'll pop up in the last um, season, maybe the last episode and end it there. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm really excited for that. I mean, because after um, his, his introduction in Rogue One – uh, I really want to see that, and I'm I'm pushing for a um, Chirrut and uh, Bay's TV series. That's what I want. I want to see uh, their story. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what's gonna happen, and we're obviously gonna see how he gets K two S O. So that that'll be cool. Yep. Yep. But you know what's um, interesting. Uh- I don't know if they were just trying to throw people off, maybe very possibly. And I know they did film a different version where certain members of Rogue One, the team Rogue One, did make it out and did survive. But um, the actress who played Jen Erso, she signed a two-picture deal for Star Wars. So I don't know if they just did that and then they changed their mind, but uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, if they did like almost like what they did with uh, Mandalorian taking over an episode of, uh, well, two episodes basically of uh, Fett, if they did a Jin spinoff episode of Andor, like obviously they wouldn't interact, but like, what if they did like, what if they did that? <laughs> Just like a, 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 a one shot, you know, to give her her own show. I mean, she obviously hey, did a lot. She did a lot since she was a little girl. Once, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, got her. What's Forrest Whitaker's name? Um, Sagarera. Yeah, I mean, she obviously, from a little girl all the way up to uh, let's say mid twenties, how she will, however, however old she was, in in Rogue One. So, I don't know. There, there's a lot there. Um, I don't see her cranking out movies left and right unless she's just doing indie stuff. Because I'm, I think she's I, doing a lot of indie stuff. I know she did one for uh, Netflix last year that uh, Heim did a song for. Because <laughs> they might as well just do that. I mean, just I'm sure she'd uh, take that Disney check. I mean, just oh, yeah. <laughs> do yeah. do a do a one a one off series. Yeah. It, it doesn't need to be movies, so. Yeah, so I think it's easier for for them to do these. I mean, these TV series, especially when they're one and done like this, this is basically a long movie, just broken yeah. up into six parts. So, do you wish that Jin, uh, Cassian, and maybe Bodhi would have made it? I think that was the original idea for those three to uh, to to make it. Nah, I liked what they did because we yeah. never heard of these people again. And obviously they were someone major from stealing the plans of the Death Star. So we would at least have heard them or maybe 
they could have been in there in one of the other movies and ended up just getting killed uh, along the way. But I don't know. I thought Rogue One um, was perfect uh, the way it was. That should have been on that list. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Rogue One was awesome. Sure. Have you guys listened to uh, part one and two of the 25 uh, movies that are basically perfect? If you haven't, go over to Anchor and listen to those. But um, Which I just want to quickly, quickly, quickly uh, jump in and say, like, after we got off, I had uh, 2001 Space Odyssey on. And obviously, yeah, like I said on the thing, I have respect for it. But, man, that is... That's a tough movie, and like it, it deserves so much respect for everything that it did and the effects of the time. But like, it's quite slow and obviously very challenging, and they spend a lot of time just playing score. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, but I love it. But yeah, it's just. It's a super duper slow burn. I mean, there's there's no way else to put it. I mean, just because it's a sci-fi film, don't go they don't go into it expecting uh, tons and tons of sci-fi action. I mean, there really isn't much oh. action in it at all. Maybe one or two scenes, but it's even the it's most a, interesting thing when the whole Hal battle, like that's quite slow, and then even like. I don't know, is he's like deactivating, they're just messing around with like sound effects, like he's talking real slow, which which is funny to like think like I think one of the most interesting things when you look back at like uh movies of that era or even earlier sci-fi is what everybody thought the distant future, the year two thousand was gonna be like and what the tech was gonna be like and you know, you're shutting a thing down and it doesn't just stop. It like turns into super slow-mo talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a, excuse me, it's one of those movies you got to be in the mood for. Yeah. And even you, then, like, it's still like, what, it's like Jupiter and the distant, be, or the, the infinite beyond when that like section starts and it's like, basically just a bunch of freeze frames of, of, of uh, Dave's face like frozen and then they're showing just like light effects like he's supposed to go through hyperspace or something that's when you need to be tripping on acid or something maybe yeah. it'll maybe it'll come in to make more sense but yeah that end when he's going into um, was he going into the monolith is that what he was doing I don't know, because it, it says on the screen, it says uh, the name of like the end is uh, Jupiter and the infinite beyond. And then it shows like the monolith floating near Jupiter. And then all of a sudden, like the ship comes into view. And then, like, yeah, it looks like he goes into like hyperspace. <laughs> and there's all these like light, just light effects. And it just keeps going back to his face, like in weird positions, like freeze frame. Like ah, mouth's open. Ah, his face is contorted, and then all of a sudden, it's like old him in the room, and then from the room, it goes back to show Earth, and then it shows like the baby, or is that the alien? Like, what's 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 the meaning of that? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because after the first, even now when I watch that ending, it's, I'm like, 
He's young. He's old. He's older. And he's really old. And then, well, you know, he's know, a baby. Yeah. Well, <laughs> definitely Dave in the room. But then I'm like, I, I'm not sure the baby is Dave. Like, is that the alien species? Is that who sent the monolith? I, I don't know. From what I gather, the baby's Dave. Okay. So, I don't know. Now, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Um, obviously, you could probably go on YouTube and watch some 2001 explained. I mean, these guys that, that do those videos. Yeah. Shout out to all you guys that do that. That do <laughs> sit down there and explain. <laughs> well, I was reading a lot on it as I watched it. That's why I was like a little like, huh. Because it does seem like it's one of those movies like people can say what you want, but actually it is open for interpretation. I guess nobody knows the answer except for Kubrick. <laughs> And I mean, yeah, long since passed. <laughs> I wonder if the Binks is going to pop into they they just they're showing flashbacks. Oh. They're showing flashbacks in the trailer, and uh, it's when um, uh, Jake Lloyd uh, was little when they were at um, the funeral for um, Qui Gon. Because Obi Wan looks at uh, Anakin, and then in the distance, off in the back, you see the Binks. Um, I'd be happy if he popped in, <laughs> but I don't know if he'd ever want to go back to uh, to Tatooine because he he didn't like it. Uh, if you guys remember, <laughs> Phantom Menace, <laughs> the dryness was messing with his kid. But uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see, man. I'm I'm super excited. I can't wait. Um, will it be number one on my TV? Probably not, <laughs> because we got Cobra Kai coming in September, so uh, we'll see how that goes. And there's all kinds. Speaking of Cobra Kai, there is so much fan people thinking, and I see all those videos. They want to bring in Hillary Swank. <sighs> she does not know Daniel. She does not know. Sensei Kree, she does not know Terry Silver. She doesn't know any of them. All she knows is Miyagi. But, oh man, the, the trailer that they dropped for uh, Cobra Kai, oh man, I, I was juiced. <laughs> because the way that last season ended, when uh, um, Daniel was standing at the grave of, um, of Miyagi, and then he kind of goes, "All right, man, let's do this," or whatever the hell he says. And then the camera spins around, and since or um, chosen is standing there. He's in America now. I was like, "Ah!" Then it was over. <laughs> so, but man, I can't wait uh, for Cobra Kai season five. It's it's uh, I've been so invested in in this series, and it, it's it was just amazing. Uh, I couldn't believe we got two seasons last year. To start us off and then to end us. You know what amazing. I want, though? You know what I want? He ain't coming in. That, that, I want that Jaden. They didn't even go to China uh, at all in in this thing. There's no no reason to uh, in there. I don't know. But um, I'm pretty sure Will Smith is uh, involved in this still. I think he's still one of the. Um, producers uh, for Cobra yeah. Kai. He, he produced That's all, all the other ones. There's no reason. <laughs> there's no need to bring in him or I'd oh, rather have great. them bring in Hillary Swank before they bring him in. But there's <laughs> there's no reason. He's not even in this timeline. 
Maybe that's in another universe. But um, <laughs> speaking of comedians, um, Dave Chappelle got rushed <laughs> on stage at the uh, Hollywood Bowl. Some dude, I don't know how he got past security, and he just ran and speared uh, Dave Chappelle, and he went down. But um, I heard that posse- happened before Heim performed at the Hollywood Bowl, too. It was like a couple days before. Yeah. Um, it, he, I don't know, the videos I saw, it was a video that wasn't close. It was someone from whoever was way in the back. And you see that guy just come running on stage, and Dave is not looking, but then he, he gets hit uh, by that guy. He goes down. But um, security and uh, Chappelle's boys, man, they they acted quick. They ran out there and just beat the hell out of this dude. I guess they broke his arm. And uh, the pictures I saw of him afterward, his eye looks all swollen, nose is bleeding, lip is bleeding. Um, I didn't understand his reasoning for doing it. The thing I was reading was something about um, his mom being homeless or whatever because of the gentrification that's going on down there. And I'm like, well, that that sucks and that's sad, but why? Why you that doesn't give me a re- give give me a reason why you're gonna tackle Dave Chappelle? But yeah, I don't know. It's almost like it reminds me of what's been what was going on with the uh, when they were they were doing the Timberwolves thing. Like I get that, but also like you could have spread your message so much easier and better, and obviously not gone to jail. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think, from what I understand, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they're just not putting in the in in the news. But I don't think that guy got um, any charges uh, against him. But I don't know. I mean, you would we'll, think. <laughs> we'll see how how it goes. I mean, Dave seemed like he was all right. He wasn't. Um, he would. He didn't lay there. I mean, the show the show kept going because he he was even talking shit after the, after they after everyone else rushed him. You see them grab that fool and then they take him to the back of the stage, but they're not like out of everyone's view, but you see them just beating the hell out of this dude. Um, that's his own fault. I mean, you, you do that and you get your ass beat. Hey, I don't feel sorry for you, but I don't know. We'll see. And, um, the, the Chris rock, I guess <laughs> he, he said something to it. Uh, the, he got slapped by the, the softest, um, Hip hop artist in the game, or something like to that, <laughs> to that nature. <laughs> I was, I'm like, oh man, just uh, forget it, man. I mean, you're not gonna do nothing. But um, who knows? Will hasn't been in the spotlight at all. He just disappeared. He's just sitting at home. Yeah, but. and I heard some. I saw one article, and everybody's got their opinion. But I saw an article saying like it's probably the wrong move. He should have actually probably do the other thing and like actually be out there and be like, yeah, that was dumb. I just want to get past it and stuff like that. Like, but eh, everybody has their own theory. There's other people. If he did that, they'd be like, that's the wrong move. He needs to just not do anything. So he can't win. (laughs) Yeah, he should have came out and just apologized a little bit more. I mean, I mean, what he said at, at the Oscars, it was all right and cool, but um, I think he needs to come out a little more. 
who knows? Maybe he already talked to Chris and apologized him face to face. But I think some people want the well. We want to know. We want the apology. I mean, he didn't owe you guys nothing. <laughs> he apologized to the academy, and he. I'm sure he apologized uh, to to Chris. But I don't know. We'll 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 see how that goes. But um, as far as Star Wars, that that's it. Just Obi Wan, and and I'm ready. So. Well, I do have one other thing uh, on May the 4th, besides the new trailer, which was the most exciting thing. They also did drop the gallery, which is basically the behind the scenes thing that Disney Plus does for uh, Book of Boba Fett. And that was really cool to see. Obviously, I had to throw that on and check that out. Uh, you get all the behind the scenes stuff. It was interesting before I even watched it uh, earlier that day, you sent me a clip from it which obviously had gone a little viral of um, Robert Rodriguez and Grogu uh, uh, doing like a dueling guitar thing. And that was uh, from gallery. So uh, that was interesting. The other thing, which also I had seen pictures of, but it was cool to actually see was um, Mark Hamill on set. And the cool note from that too was uh, that, like they've hid him before, like they got to switch that up because people are going to start to realize if you even use Plo Koon's name, it means Mark Hamill is going to be on set because that's what they did for uh, Mandalorian was they wrote that Plo Koon was going to show up in the script when it was really Luke Skywalker. Well, they did it again for Fett and Rosario Dawson was under the assumption that Plo Koon was going to be in the episode and then she walked on set and it was Mark Hamill. So she said she was shocked. Like nobody said a word to her that he was he was going to be there. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope. Um, um, I would like a one one or two episode series of just Luke, him and uh, Grogu. But I don't know. Well, we'll see uh, what's going on with all of that. But. <laughs> Yeah, he um, might show up in Ahsoka just because he dropped that line. Um, Luke says, will I ever see you again to Ahsoka? And she's like, uh, perhaps, or something like that. So they left the door open, I guess. <laughs> uh, sure, why not? I mean, I, I want to see it. <laughs> so, But, um, well, it sounds like, sounds like you got a lot of TV, and I, I don't got nothing. I've just been watching a bunch of old things. Um, yeah, I can through it. Quick but, well, let's just knock movies out. Um, other than uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, um, I just remembered uh, a new film came out Friday, and this was uh, the remake of uh, Stephen King's uh, Firestarter. Um, this one came out uh, May 13th. It was uh, straight to Peacock as well as in the theaters. Um, the trailer I, I thought was cool. But um, I'm like, well, I can sit at home and watch it instead of wasting my money at the movie theater. Kind of glad I went to I'd stayed home and watched this. But um, Firestarter directed by Keith Thomas and a couple of desperately a couple desperately try to hide their daughter, Charlie, from a shadowy federal agency that wants to harness her un. Present, present, ugh, whatever, gift and turning fire into a weapon of mass destruction. Her father taught her how to uh, defuse her power, but as Charlie turns 11, the fire becomes harder and harder to control. 
When a mysterious operative finally finds the family, he tries to seize Charlie once and for all, but she has other plans. Um, all right, that was Google. Let me see what uh, IMDb's got to say. They usually got to one or two sentences instead of a full paragraph. Um, a young girl tries to understand how she mysteriously gained the power to set things on fire with her mind. Yeah, see how that goes. All right, but this stars uh, Zac Efron, a Sydney Lemon, uh, Michael Gray Eyes, uh, Kurt Kurtwood Smith, um, Red or uh, Clarence Barnegar from RoboCop, uh, Gloria Rubin, a John Baisley, Tina Jung, and a bunch of other people. But the little girl that played uh, Charlie McGee, a Ryan, uh, Kira Armstrong. Uh, for those of you that do remember Drew Barrymore and um, David Keith and Heather Lockler were in the original one, as well as Martin Sheen and George C. Scott. Um, I had Eric uh, watch the original before he watched the remake. Um, and Renee, she sat there and watched uh, this too. But um, for me, will it make my list? Probably not. Will it make my list of horror films? Probably not. I didn't even think. I didn't even think the original one was a horror film. I mean, this one's labeled drama, horror, sci-fi. It, it was more of just a kind of a drama, dramatic thriller. Uh, I thought even the original one. Um, but this one, I mean, I, I didn't read the book, so I, I don't really know how the the real story goes. I just seen the two movies. Um, but as far as the acting, Zac Efron, he's good in just about everything he's in. Um, little girl that played Charlie, I thought she did an amazing job uh, as Charlie. Uh, Michael Gray Eyes, I mean, he's good in everything. Uh, he played Rainbird. Um, the guy that played Rainbird in the original was George C. Scott. In this version, Rainbird, he's also one of the the people that, that had some kind of powers uh, and everything. Because if you guys remember that... Um, uh, Charlie's parents were a part of this uh, this experiment to where they were uh, drugged up with something and it, and it gave everybody different powers. I mean, that's what they did in the original one as well. Um, Zac Efron was able to have the like telekinetic teleke telekinesis or whatever. He had that, that power and Charlie was the one with the fire and I can't remember what the mom had. She really didn't do anything. I think she could read minds or whatever, but um, this one, this movie was kind of short. It seemed like it started and it was, yeah, it was only an hour and 34 minutes. So it went by pretty quick. Um, it had its similarities to the original um, of just being the, the this family trying to, this couple trying to hide their daughter from um, these, some government agency that there were, the guys that created them. They wanted Charlie because um, Charlie was born with this gift. Not like her parents, where they were injected with whatever drug they were giving them. So when she when she was born, she was born with this power. So they, I think they wanted her just so they can do tests and figure out that uh, why she can do what she she can do. So it was mainly just them on the run and Charlie trying to to harness her power and learn how to 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 deal with it to control it because every was like her when her emotions was getting away from her things would catch on fire and all that but um 
if I got to pick out of the out of these two, I liked what was happening in this new one, but the ending was like it just ended and that was it. Not like the original one where just all hell broke loose and Charlie was killing everyone. Um, she was killing fools in this one too, but not it. It, it didn't get all crazy and wild uh, as it did in the original one. Um, I think I would have liked this more if it was all hell on earth at the end of this one because it just she killed um, the, the the main person that was running the thing and then basically walked out of there and that was it. So I was kind of like, hmm, that's all. Because I, I was not really in, impressed with the ending. I mean, but overall, would I watch it again? Probably. But um, I was just glad I didn't see it in the theater. Because I would have left the theater hella mad. But but overall, I did enjoy the film. If you have Peacock um, and you saw the original, why not? Um, she was on uh, Little Ryan Girl, Charlie. She was on the Drew Barrymore show uh, the other day. And uh, it, was, it was cool because... Uh, Drew was like, just couldn't really control herself. She was just like, so she was happy and excited, but she, her emotions were getting the best of her. She kept trying to calm herself down from not crying because she was so happy that this girl uh, played the same character that Drew did when she was a little girl. So I thought all that was cool uh, with all that. They obviously filmed this a while ago because the, the little girl in this, she looked really young. And then when she was on Drew, she was she was at least a few years older. So I don't know when exactly they filmed this. But again, overall, I thought everybody in it did the, did awesome job as far as acting. It just didn't it didn't grab me like the original one did. I mean, yes, I'm a kid of the 80s and that that's an 80s film, but it just I don't know. Just, just this one just kind of missed the mark for me. So, but uh, again, I mean, like I said, I will watch it. I will watch it again. Uh, I'll probably watch it before they yank it off of Peacock again. But I mean, it was, it was what it was. I mean, don't, don't expect it uh, to be. Uh, who knows? Maybe some people like this one better than the original, because I, I know there were some guys going, "Oh man, that original one was so cheesy and everything." Yeah, but again, I always say this: look at the, the years and the time of when it came out. There was no CGI. There was none of that. So, but overall, again, this this one, it, it's worth a watch uh, if you're curious and you saw the original one. So, but yeah, that was a uh, fire starter. Did you know this was out? I totally forgot it was out. I heard about it coming out, but uh, yeah, I haven't heard it. Sadly, anything but bad things about it. So didn't make me want to rush over and check it out. But uh think i should if you want i mean no <laughs> if I you're mean, not gonna, it's not something you have absolutely need like, to oh, see yeah you got to see this yeah yeah like oh no. you got to see this no I, I just took it for what it was i mean i wasn't expecting it to be i thought the trailer made me like the trailer made me excited for it but once i sat there and watched the film i was kind of like hmm okay again I liked the beginning on what was going on. It was just the end I didn't like. It was just like, eh, it was over. And credits started rolling. But the biggest thing that I did love in that is the score to the to this film. The score was uh, it was scored by um, uh, the the great John Carpenter and, and his son Cody and. 
the other dude that always does music with him. The guy they did uh, the, the the last two uh, Halloween films. Uh, those guys. Um, let me see. I can't remember that guy's name, but I mean, when we were sitting there watching it, and then they showed uh, who was who did uh, who did the music. I all I saw was John Carpenter, and I was like, whoa. So I was really excited uh, for this. But again, um, again, I'm going to go more with the original. That one came out in 84. And that one was a little bit longer. It was about another 20 minutes longer. That one was an hour and 54 minutes. It's also streaming on Peacock if you have, if you have Peacock. So you can watch the original and then watch uh, the remake. The original was directed by Mark L. Lester. That name sounds familiar, and I should know uh, what he is. Oh, Commando. <laughs> hey! He directed Commando. And he Classic. He was one of the producers uh, of one of your favorite films, Class of 1984. Hey! Um, so, but, yeah, he, he, did a, he did a lot of stuff. He, he, he think he did more producing than, than uh, directing. What else has he done? Um... Okay, Commando, Armed and Dangerous. Oh, he did Class in 1999. Garbage. I didn't like that one. Oh, he directed uh, Class in 1984 as well. Oh, and Roller Boogie? Shit, I ain't seen that in forever. But uh, yeah, go back and listen to our Class in 1984 uh, episode that we did. But yeah, um, again, Firestarter 2022. If you have Peacock or if you just like going to the movies to see it, it probably looked good on the big screen. There was, there was special effects and everything in it when she was burning things up. So I thought that was really cool. Um, it didn't look as cheesy as the 80s one. But when she was burning things up, I, I thought uh, it looked pretty cool. But yeah, and that is Firestarter. So go check it out. If you guys feel like it. But got a little Breaking news as we record, uh, game seven between Dallas and Phoenix was going on as we were recording this, and an absolute beatdown is happening. You like to see, especially winner-take-all game seven, you like to see a close game, but this is far from it. Warriors are going to be playing the Mavericks, it looks like, so we get that home court, but we get the dangerous Luka Doncic. Uh, they are destroying the one-seed Suns right now by 30 Five. It's 62-27. Luca has more points than the Suns does right now. And it's the third quarter. It's insane. <laughs> mm. uh, so, we're, yeah, Warriors get their home court back. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. On to the big one. Uh, this one came out, what, a week ago? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Doctor Stephen Strange casts forbidden spell that opened the portal to the multiverse. However, a threat emerges that may be too big for his team to handle. Um, that was Google. Let's see what um, IMDb has got to say. Uh, directed by Sam Raimi. For those of you that remember, he did uh, the first Three um, Spider-Man films, uh, Google or IMDb. While on a journey, a physical. Oh, that's the original one. Uh, I, I need the new one, not the the old one. I was getting ready to read uh, the synopsis for that one. Hmm, where is it? Where is it? 
She's Louise, man. What's up, man? I, oh, I think I just typed in uh, Doctor Strange. Um, let me see where to go. Did you just see this the one time, or did you watch it? Yeah. Or did you go again? Yeah, just once. So far. Um, it was. I didn't get to see it in IMAX. I was kicking myself. I should have, because uh, one of my buddies saw it. And uh, IMAX 3D, and he was ranting and raving on how awesome it is. I'm sure it did, because that first one uh, in 3D was awesome. <laughs> so, um, But with that being said, I loved it. Uh, hold on, here's IMD. Dr. Strange uh, cast Forbidden Spell. It opens a doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of itself, who's whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda. Maximoff. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, Benedict Wong. Ooh. How do you spell Baron Mardo's name? Chill. I can't even try to pronounce that guy's name. Yeah. Uh, the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel McAdams. Um, uh, what the hell is her name in Mean Girls? Um, Regina George. Yeah, um, who else was in this? Uh, America Chavez. Oh, something Gomez. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name either. Um, you guys should have seen it by now, so we'll probably do spoilers uh, with uh, some of it. But um, overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was an awesome film. Um definitely on my list of comic book movies because this is what this is the second one this year yeah morbius and this yes yes what other ones are we getting uh thor love and thunder and everything else is kind of up in the air supposedly black panther was supposed to come out this year but i just wouldn't be surprised if it slipped uh, to next year we'll see so um i don't know what else we're getting we were supposed to be getting uh flash and aquaman this year uh because of uh ezra miller's downfall uh, flash may be on hold for who knows how long what's he getting arrested for what did he do i don't know I he's like those articles. he won't quit like fighting people in hawaii and it's like not even like somebody he's like against, like he's like going out to these like bars and clubs and like engaging people and like fighting. <laughs> so there's all these like memes going around about like, you know, you got like one boxer and the other boxer and it's like one Ezra Miller, the other one, the entire population of Hawaii. <laughs> Nobody's videoing this. I mean, there's usually videos of everybody <laughs> fighting. Uh, and well, he, the thing is, it wasn't just once, though. It's like is two he getting, times. Is he beating people up or is he getting beat up? Both. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't so know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what is happening. Um, and I don't know, man. What's her name shitting in Johnny Depp's bed? I'm sure they're going to yank her from. Yeah, Aquaman. now that's yeah up in the air. It's like, geez. Just put her in it, man. She, she's not the main focus of the movie. Uh, just 
Uh, I'm all right with it, man. Just, just. It seems like yeah, Rubio left and right, and you know. Uh, was he beating? Was he beating her or? Because I mean, yeah, because that's why oh, he wasn't. He wasn't in um. Weird? The. Fantastic Beast movies or whatever, because what's no, his name? Oh yeah, they pulled him from that. And Jan Erso's uh, dead. <laughs> it was uh, him. I guess interestingly, I don't know why this came up in testimony, but one of the things he said on the stand was that he'll never return to Disney and or the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. So I don't know why that came up in legal questioning, but it was one thing that I saw. <laughs> I just like that meme with the video going around when she was saying that Johnny had um, a jar full of Coke and uh, he was saying, <laughs> then there's a, I guess it's a scene from one of the Pirates movies when um, uh, Johnny's holding up, I got it! And it's a big jar full of dirt or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. Um, I like a crazy like toxic fan syndrome though like uh has like infected online where all these like Depp fans are like defending literally everything he says and painting herd as like this complete awful villain <laughs> either I mean, way they're probably both uh obviously not going to be seeing the big screen anytime soon well except for <laughs> aquaman i guess because i guess that's already been filmed Oh, so she's in it. As far as I know. Oh, then why is everyone call? Ah, don't they let her be in the movie. They want her to them. They 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 want them to cut the scenes. They're going crazy, being like, "Cut her out of the movie." <sighs> um, it, it's just gonna be more. I don't know. I mean, she, I know. the movie's done. Just, just, just put it out. <laughs> so, but I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, again, I thought it was an awesome film. I loved what was going on with this multiverse and different uh, versions of yourself. Um, I think it'll work best for Black Panther. Uh, moving forward, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought we might see the new Black Panther in this film, as was I was guessing they were going to might show somebody else another universe's Black Panther, but that did not happen. No, but there, I mean, there was a lot of uh, a lot of cool things in this film, other than what was happening. Him trying to um, save uh, America Chavez, I thought that was really cool, but there was some. People just getting all mad because of certain characters in this film, and ah, why are you showing that? And da 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 da. America's parents were was two women, and people flip out about that. And I'm like, ugh. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but as far as her, I thought her character was awesome. Yep. Um, what's her name? Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch. Um, she was she was really awesome in that. Um, some of it was sad. I mean, it, it got me uh, right from the get go uh, when they first show her. But uh, it, it was really cool. But I'm glad I had to tell one of my friends. I said, watch WandaVision before you go see this film. Yeah. Yeah. 
because he was like, I'm glad I listened to you. Because he goes, I almost just went and saw it. And he goes, and now, then I would have had more questions. Like, why yeah. the hell was she like this? I thought she was good. <laughs> and I said, no, you got to watch WandaVision before you see this film. Yep. So, um, but that was cool. But other than that, I thought everything in it was awesome. Um, I was a little hesitant on Sam Raimi uh, directing this only because of, I mean, the Spider-Man movies, they were what they were. I mean, they they weren't the greatest, but um, I think if they my only problem was it was just the changes that he did to the actual Spider-Man character, which I was kind of like, eh, really, you're going to do this? But anyway, I mean, they're already done and made. But I thought he did an amazing job. Sam Raimi is an awesome director. Is everything he directs good? No. But it was it was good. I'm glad that um, they gave him this opportunity uh, to do it, and he proved it. And he proved who he was. Um, and of course, if you guys know Sam Raimi, he's always got to bring his buddy along, uh, the great Bruce Campbell. So it was awesome that he popped up in this. But the my crowd was all was garbage uh, when I saw this. I mean, nobody was cheering or anything. Uh, but did they did. You know, he almost played Mysterio in the what didn't happen fourth. Uh, Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man because you know he played different people in the first three Spider-Man films so that was going to be the idea that like it was all, he was there all along it was Mysterio the whole time who Bruce Campbell yeah I would have been alright with that <laughs> yep. Bruce Campbell Bruce Campbell's awesome <laughs> um the thing that just got me excited the most in this, I am a huge Evil Dead fan. And there was multiple Evil Dead references in this. And then when you watch this film, you know it's a Sam Raimi film because of what he threw in there. The Easter eggs uh, of Evil Dead and even uh, some of the stuff that Bruce Campbell did in it. I, I was laughing. And it seemed like my crowd, I was the only one that caught all those references. I had to tell my son because he and he'd never seen uh, any of the Evil Dead movies, but now he wants to see them. But um, I was, oh my god, I was flipping out uh, with some of the stuff, even some of the the demons and everything that that they showed in this. Yeah, they're CGI and everything, but they were they were like the Evil Dead demons flying around in there. That's when I really blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I thought that was really good. Uh, Sam Raimi's car that was uh, in, the, in the, the Evil Dead movies, uh, all three of them, uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness, that car was in it. it <laughs> I was ah, uh, I flipped out. They show it really fast, <laughs> but uh, if you if you know, you know. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but uh, everything everything was awesome that was going on, even the uh, Illuminati, Illuminati stuff. That was cool. Um, uh, Tom Cruise Iron Man but it was actually cool to hear one of the producers came out and said that was an idea that was discussed it wasn't just like a fan rumor like they actually really tried to make that happen that would have been crazy (laughs) yeah I would have been all right if he just popped up into this Um, but I mean dark who knows? I mean, it, it could it could still happen, could still at, happen. at some point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the multiverse is so big and, and it's all over the place. Yeah. Honestly, um, as much as I did love it, and I did, um, 
I thought we were actually going to see even more characters and universes than we did. Yeah, I thought things were going to we're going to just go haywire. I mean, things did go haywire in this, but I was thinking more of uh, them bringing in uh, all the cameos. I mean, the, the Illuminati, I mean, that was a thing that everybody uh, really needed to see. And, of yep. course, Professor X was, even though Patrick Stewart was saying, no, I'm not in it, I'm not in it. And they got the uh, <laughs> the style of chair from uh, the X-Men animated series, X-Men yeah. 97. And he had the green suit, so I thought that was awesome as well. Yep. Um, but we're already in spoilers, everyone. I mean, they, they bring in Black Bolt from uh, the Inhumans, and it was Black Bolt that played, uh, or the, the actor cool. that played Black Bolt, Black Bolt yeah. in the Inhumans TV show. Uh, I know a lot of you guys didn't like it. I I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was cool. But um, and then uh, John Krasinski, like everybody wants him to be Reed Richards. Looks, um, I guess that's. It, it's not confirmed, but you would think like everybody wants it. And now it's happened. It I don't see technically what happened, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe it could have just been this. Everyone yeah. wants it to be. Um, I'll be happy if he does. And the other director that was supposed to direct Fantastic Four pulled out. So if he jumps in that into the director's chair, I mean, that's fine. I mean, he's done. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a good director from, from what he has done. Uh, and bring your wife along and throw her in as um, uh, what's her nuts, Invisible Woman. I mean, yeah, bring her in. But they did. Did you hear too? They hinted at from the comics the uh, Reed children. Um, that was interesting. Future Foundation. I mean, obviously we got a long way to go before we get to that. But uh, wow, <laughs> even like mentioning that that was cool. Um, the one thing we didn't get, and I think they missed a real opportunity, my joke, I was saying it for years here on this pod, it didn't come true. I wanted Chris Evans to show up and for somebody to be like, Cap, it's you. And you would be like, who? And then you like, flame on. And that would have been so great to like nod to his uh, role as a torch in those uh, other Fantastic Four movies. But it didn't happen. I he could be. He, he had... I don't know if they want to do fan service. I mean, I don't see why they couldn't throw throw him in there. Yeah, I just want um, somebody to be like, Cap, it's you. And him to be like, who? (laughs) He's all old now, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And plus, I mean, uh, Johnny Storm wasn't all buff like he was. I I recently watched that first Fantastic Four, and he, he wasn't all Captain America, Steve Rogers buff. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't know. We'll we'll see what, what what's going to happen in this. But um, again, this film, I, I liked what was happening. I liked what they were what they're doing, uh, opening up the door to other other films that we all know that's coming. So it, it was really cool. I mean, this movie was it was exciting. There was a lot of jump scares in this in this movie. <laughs> um it might not be the ideal film to show to the little ones unless you just think uh, think so. I know they were, oh, this is going to be a horror movie. This was not a horror movie at all. 
There's horrific things in it, but no, and this ain't no horror movie. What they got here is action adventure fantasy. Just because Sam Raimi's directing it doesn't make it necessarily it's going to be a horror film. Yeah, we got some Marvel zombie uh, action in it, which I thought was really good. Um, yeah, not and, how I expected it either. I thought we were going to get a u- the, the the Marvel zombie universe, and they didn't do that. So I was like, that was surprising because we are getting. Um, uh, spinoff of what if they're doing uh, Marvel Zombies animation? Give me a movie. I think they can do it. I mean, just the multiverse. Yeah. This this timeline <laughs> is is all the zombies and everything. Uh, I think they they can do it, but I don't know. We'll see what's going forward. But I mean, uh, I need to see this again because there was just some things that was like, wait a minute, it was throwing me off, but. Uh, but overall, it, it was a good introduction to me um, was um, America Chavez, uh, just who she was and, and what's happening in this. So and to see what's going to happen forward uh, for moving forward with her character and everything, because I thought it was really the way it ended. I thought it was really good. Um, but of course, we're going to get more. Uh, and what happened at the very, very end before the credits, when. Um, Doctor Strange flipped out and uh, the third eyeball appeared out. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. And then um, there's two credit scenes. Uh, the the first one is dealing with um, uh, is it Sela or Sela or I can't remember how they said her name. Um, the beautiful uh, Charlize Theron. She popped in this, and I just thought that was awesome. But what got me really excited is that that portal she opened up to um. God damn it, I can't remember what the that. Dark. Yeah, the Dark Universe. That's where Battle World was. Are right. we going to get Secret Wars? Uh, I could see it. I could see I it. I hope so, but I don't know. <laughs> I could uh, see that being the who, idea, the plan. Uh, who? Who? They've done Captain, America, Captain America's not there. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. That they, they Obviously, before we get Secret Wars, they got to give us another X-Men. They got to give us Fantastic Four uh, and all that because they were all there. Um, and I assume when we get the Secret Wars, it's going to be a totally different story. Don't don't expect the story we got in the 80s and don't expect the, the one that came out in the, the 90s or 2000s. I can't remember. But yeah, and there was one not too long ago too. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't uh, stay away from Secret Wars two, the one that was in the eighties uh, with the Beyonder and all that one. That one was just, eh, I didn't like that story at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was super excited. Uh, glad that uh, Charlize is in is in, in the MCU now. And uh, will we get more Pizza Papa? I hope so, <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. But with that being seen, when uh, Doctor Strange did his little uh, magic to him and made his hand come alive and punching him, I sent the video to to the Zisu here. Because <laughs> Sam Raimi directed Spider or not Spider Man, Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, when Ash's hand came to life and was beating him up, I loved it. He did the exact same moves in Doctor Strange that he did. And Evil Dead 2. And I, I just blew my mind <laughs> when that happened. I was laughing so hard. But then I'm just like, every, every people were looking at me like, why are you laughing? 
And yeah, thinking, they don't know. They don't know. Come on, that's crazy. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you guys suck. That's why I hate this town. <laughs> but I thought that was awesome. It was good. Bruce Campbell, he's an amazing gentleman. If you guys ever get to meet him, definitely meet him. He's like one of the coolest guys on the planet. <laughs> he's awesome. I met him a few times, and he's been cool uh, all the time. But yeah, I I need to see this movie again. Uh, I watched it uh, all the main parts before I actually went and sat down and watched the whole movie because it's it's already out there. But um, yeah, it's it's a crappy uh, version of it. But you you can see what's going on. <laughs> so that was the stuff I just couldn't wait because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get out. Uh, that opening weekend. I, I was lucky that I got to go. Um, I think we went Sunday night. I think that's when we went. But um, I, I want to see this again. I'm, I'm going to try to see it in IMAX before they uh, before they pull it. But um, what's it been? Two weeks now? This has been out? Um, has it really? <laughs> I thought it was just... Has it been two, though? Is it, did it come out? What thing come out last week, did it? May 13th. No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. May, yeah, May 6th. Yeah, <laughs> May no, 6th. It was the 5th. Yeah. yeah, it was wow. two weeks. Time is one. Yeah, two weeks now. Well, a week and some change. Uh, let's say that. Yeah, yeah. time is flying. That's for sure. Because I feel like I just finished my uh, strange photo, Funko photo ops. Uh, I'm still waiting for... Uh, I'm trying to get the chase. The Pop 1000 is is uh, the strange from the series, and it has the chance of a chase. Uh, the crazy thing, though, and this is like at least a third, maybe the fourth time Funko's done this, ordering directly from Funko. They sent me the wrong order. They sent me random pops that I didn't order, and then you know you send them a picture, you let them know, and they tell you, "Oh, sorry, we'll." Send you the right stuff, and do they let, let nice you keep them? You get to keep, yeah, you get to oh, keep okay. the wrong ones they sent you. But yeah, they sent me uh, a Jordan and two. Uh, I already had Christine Palmer, uh, Rachel McAdams' character, but they sent me another two uh, uh, Christine Palmers. So, um, the photo I just sent you uh, a few minutes ago, I had a question for you. They made this pop, and I'm wondering if. Funko is just like, they always usually are given uh, prototype images by the studio and approved certain things. I don't think this version of Strange happened in the film. The clean-shaven, so-called Supreme Strange, that didn't happen in the film, right? Because mm. you can see in the pop, it's a clean-shaven. And like I thought at first, like, oh, this is going to be like, uh, things just got out of hand, which, by the way, also isn't in the movie when he faces uh, so-called evil strange. Uh, yeah, see, I, I don't like when the they trailer, do that. He said, things <laughs> just got out of hand. He didn't even say that in the film. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but he was bearded. Evil strange was bearded, and they're going to make a pop of that now. Of they that make the, zo the zombie version. That's the one I want. They um, did make the version before he's a zombie. That's so-called Defender Strange. Mm -hmm. They made one of him. It's exclusive to Walmart. I'm still waiting on mine. <laughs> um, I don't remember him being clean-shaven. He had it. Yeah, 
me either, which I was like, that's weird. They made this pop, but it's one of those things. Like, I think sometimes even when they do, um, these action figures and they give the places these plans, they sometimes, this is clearly probably one of them. They do things that don't happen or don't turn out. One of the other pops they made in the line was uh, Sarah. She was the character that stabbed the dark hold. She's like, what has like a minute in the movie and they made a pop of her. So I was like, that's kind of odd too. Like I thought, at least this character would be a little more important to get a pop made, but they make pops for everything. Even something that's just standing there in the background. Yeah. Like I said, Sarah got a pop and all she did was stab the dark hold and then disintegrate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever makes them money. I mean, they're going to, sure. yeah, gonna they got mine. It. Yeah. Well, <laughs> As far as movie, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, awesome film, and Firestarter. And yep. eh, watch it if you're curious. Um, I was, yeah. but now I'm not. It's just yeah. a lot of bad reviews and a so-so review from you. So yeah, so yeah, a little excited. Yeah, you'll be all right. Um, there was a couple of movies that I wanted to get to, but um, I just totally I started watching one. And I don't really want to get into it until I finished the whole thing. Okay. Uh, it's a new it's a new movie that's on Shutter. Um, I'll talk about that next week. But uh, as far as TV, um, the only thing that I have it's an old film or old uh, TV show that Renee and I started watching on Paramount Plus, the CBS part, um, the Neighborhood. That's with Cedric the Entertainer and Pam from Martin and one of the Damn. dudes from New Girl. It's funny. I, I like what's going on. Um, and we started season two of Young Rock. And uh, it's same old we're young rock, so I think that's really good. But other than that, mm, no. Oh, uh, did you watch? Did you start Better Call Saul? I haven't. Um, I'm mad at myself, but I binged everything that was out. Um, oh, shout out, so shout out to up. brother, shout out to brother Lance. Uh, so. I was watching AMC Plus, and I, I zipped through all of uh, whatever they're up to. There you go. Uh, right now, so I'm I'm caught up uh, on that. Um, I wish they're, I dealing, they're dealing with him. He's Saul Goodman now. Um, also dealing with some some other things uh, with the, um, the the firm that his brother was a part of, and the the Gus and all that stuff going on. I, I really I kind of don't really care what's going on with Saul. All I want to see is the stuff with Gus and Mike, and sure. uh, and Nacho and um. That makes sense. <laughs> the dude in the wheelchair. Um, Chico. Yeah, that's the only stuff that I'm really like super excited for uh, when they do show that. So, but uh, I don't know. We'll see uh, what's going to happen uh, as it goes on. I don't know how many episodes are, are this season, but I think I think we're at the halfway point. But I don't know. We'll oh, wow. see. But it is the final season. Of uh, Better Call Saul, but um, it is what it is. It's uh, really. Um, I'm glad they made. It. I'm glad they made it. Uh, it's a slow, a huge Breaking Bad fan, so I was glad to see them continue on. They did the El Camino, and obviously Better Call Saul. So I'm glad they still uh, played around in the universe. <laughs> All right, they're doing 13 episodes, and they oh, are. There you go. Six in right now. 
wow, already six in. God. So that yeah. means I'm six behind. Yeah. So I'm. Um, the new episode comes out. Um, Tonight? Is it the, no, the 23rd. That's oh, wait, 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 wait. wasn't uh, tonight. Yeah, tonight is. Yeah, yeah, it's usually no, no. I'm sorry. Tomorrow, May sixteenth. That's when when it comes out. That's what it says here. So, um, there was one the the last episode, uh, not episode five. There was like a nine minute, um, kind of like a catch up. It was kind of like a news thing. And they were talking to people. If, if you guys are familiar with everything that's been going on in Better Call Saul, um, there's, they're looking for Jimmy McGill, and they said, a.k.a. Saul Goodman. So this is after all the stuff that happened with Breaking Bad. And they're talking about he's on the run, and then for all this, this is what he did, and this is why we're after him. Like, it was only like a nine-minute thing. So if you guys have seen that. I thought it was like an episode. Like, oh, cool, another episode? And then I looked at it. It's only nine minutes. So, but I, it was pretty interesting on what they did. So, but yeah, I'm caught up. I'll watch. Uh, I think it drops after it airs. It drops like the next day. So I think Tuesday is when uh, I'll be able to watch it. So I'm, I'm glad I kind of let a lot of it build up before I uh, started to binge it. So, but yeah, I think we're at the halfway point right now. But yeah, better call Saul. If you guys are watching, and you already know. But mm-hmm. alrighty, what else you got for TV? Uh, quick check in with Dallas Phoenix, Dallas destroying them fourth quarter, one Oh seven sixty five. The one thing I want to tell you, it's interesting. A whole bunch of celebrities at the game, mostly athletes, Vaughn Miller, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Travis Kelsey, but little Wayne is there. And it's interesting. Uh, I shout out to him just because, uh, you can tell he is a hoop head. I know he's a hoop head, but, uh, even in this blowout, he's there for the game. On the little row he's at, this like celebrity row, people hella keep leaving, especially the people next to him are like barely there. They came back for a minute and now they're gone again. But uh, Wayne's sticking it out. So shout out. <laughs> Weezy? Is that yeah. it? Or, yeah, that was his name. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, uh, it's locked in. Warriors Mavericks in the West Finals. We get home court. So hyped. But anyways, to my TV, I'll be quick with this. I've just probably run through, ask if you even heard of it. Um, I was excited. Uh, The one I'm going to start out with, uh, didn't hear anything about them making this. And then all of a sudden I saw it there um, when I turned on the streamer. And all of a sudden it's uh, number one TV show streaming on Netflix. But uh, the Lincoln Lawyer, uh, they made the uh, movie with McConaughey. And now they're making the... Uh, a 10-episode Netflix series about it. Uh, not with McConaughey. It's uh, McConaughey's play, uh, character this time, the Mickey Hollers, played by Manuel Garcia Rufo. Uh, Nev Campbell's in it. Becky Newton. Uh, I guess because Lincoln Lawyer wasn't just a movie, I guess it was a book series also. So that's where they're coming at with this. Um So far, I like what I see. I only watch one, but uh, I was interested. I really liked uh, the McConaughey movie. So did you even hear that they were making this? I knew it was coming, but I didn't even see the movie, so I had no interest. Oh, yeah, I watched the movie. The movie's great. I love the movie. (laughs) Uh, The interesting thing, though, so far is uh, in uh, 
uh, Lincoln Lawyer, the movie, uh, he had a driver. It was, uh, wasn't it? Uh, I'm see, now I might be tricking myself, confusing myself with somebody else. Uh, oh, it went to the same thing. The, yeah, the McConaughey film back from 2011. Uh, so May was in that too. I know you're a fan of hers. Uh, Ryan Phillippe, William H. Macy, John Leguizamo, Michael Pena was in that, Brian Cranston, Trace Adkins, uh, Lawrence Mason. So yeah, he had a driver in uh, that one, drove his Lincoln, but uh, this one at least, uh, he's his own driver. He doesn't have a driver. But it looks like he's like been out of the game for a while, like he had a accident or something. And so he wasn't really like working law. And uh, this case like um, throws him back into the, the legal world. So, uh, so far, I like what I'm seeing. So, yeah, I'll uh, definitely keep up with this. But, yeah, I definitely recommend checking out uh, the McConaughey movie. It's on uh, HBO Max. All right, I'll check it out then. Uh, I, I figure I get to it when I get to it, but yeah, I had heard the show was coming, but I didn't. I didn't see the movie, so I didn't. wasn't like, oh my god, I got, I got to watch the show. I got to hurry and watch the movie. I'm like, like I knew it was well, coming, but I just didn't. I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. I just they obviously the look show. like they're really unrelated. <laughs> obviously, it's not even McConaughey in this one, so. <laughs> Which is actually, like, I could understand why some people might not be as big a fan as this one, because uh, obviously this guy's no McConaughey. <laughs> nope. But um, anyways, yeah, moving on. Um, the uh, long-awaited uh, third season of Barry finally came out. Um very excited for that show to be back. It last aired in 2019, and now it's uh, 2022. Seems to happen to a lot of shows, though, especially with the virus shutdown in uh, 2020. So, uh, But yeah, I'm glad it's back. Uh, three episodes in, the fourth airs tonight. Um, really like where it's going. The funny thing I sent you on it, though, was uh, it really made me laugh was the preview between episode one and episode two, I was like, Oh yeah, let me see if they're going to set the stage for the season. <laughs> they show a scene that like shows literally nothing. It's a guy across this. He's like on, across the street from a lemonade stand. He's like, Hey girls, are you selling lemonade? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, perfect. I'll take two. And that's the preview for episode two of Barry. I thought that was the funniest thing that like, they're like, yeah, here's a preview of nothing. <laughs> I still need to finish the season two. I started what? it and then just fell off. <laughs> Cause the first season was hella good. But then the yeah. second one, I was like, yeah, cool. And I just, whoops, forgot about it. It stays, it stays good. Uh, I was real happy to have this season back. And it's like, it just stays like funny too. The one dude, um, not, uh, obviously it's, uh, Bill Hader's Barry, Steven Root, uh, 
But uh, the other guy, Anthony Kerrigan, no ho Hank, that dude's so funny. Like I love pretty much every scene he's in, in the series. That guy's the best, (laughs) the bald guy. Yeah. Yeah. Love that dude. (laughs) I liked him in that first season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He stays good. He stays. Oh, (laughs) Oh, speaking of new shows, Moon Knight, boring. I love Moon Knight. It's boring. You're crazy. I'm I'm like, come on. Something happened. He's like, hard, he's like hardly ever Moon Knight. I'm like, come on. This, uh, it's one of the best shows they've done. I don't think so. It's kind of weak. I mean, it better get good. Not like Peacemaker. Peacemaker is hella good. But I was like, man, come on, Moon Knight. I wasn't that big of a fan of, of the characters in the books, but uh, I like what's his name? Uh, Poe Dameron. But <laughs> I was just kind of I was like, come on, man. How come he's I'm only like an episode and a half. And I'm like, this better. How many episodes is there? Eight? Of what? Peacemaker or Moon? No, Moon. Six. Oh, six? Okay. Well, it better get good because this is just like, yeah. Right now, it's it's not even on my list of TV. (laughs) I think it's one of the best shows Marvel has done. So we definitely differ there. I right, love. Well, it better get good because it's it's garbage but, uh, yeah, right now. I knew, I knew you were gonna like Peacemaker. Peacemaker has everything you want. That's hella good. Blood, it's got everything. It's violence. It's language. It's, it's racist. <laughs> T one thousand is badass. Uh, his dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you sign up for that role. <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh at it. I'm not like ah. That character needs to be off of TV. It's funny to me. That's, that's why I like uh, uh, T1000. What the, what's his name? Um, oh, jeez. Someone's, someone's yelling it. Um, he's been in so many movies. Um, Robert Patrick. Yeah, Robert Patrick. It is White, <laughs> White Dragon and Peacemaker. Yeah. I liked him in uh, The Marine, for those of you that saw that with John Cena. Yeah, teaming up with him again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right now Peacemaker is is leading the charge at a comic book uh, TV. (laughs) But who knows, maybe Moon Knight will get better as it goes along. Because right now I'm like, uh, something happened. But I don't know. Is, uh, is, it, is uh, it in the MCU? People are saying it's not. It or is. it's like way, it way away from what's going on. Yeah. It's in the universe, but there's no connections. And I can tell you right now, because it didn't happen, so it's not a spoiler. They had planned to have uh, Camille Nanjani's Eternal uh, make an appearance, but it didn't happen. So I would have loved that because he was awesome uh, in the Eternals. He was good, and um, his buddy better be with him. Um, whatever that guy's name was. Yeah, (laughs) his valet, (laughs) because he was raw too. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh man, but yeah, um, I don't know. It it, it'll better. It just better get better. Is it over with? Is it done? Yeah, Moon Knight's done. Peacemaker's done. Peacemaker's yeah. coming back, I think, though. Uh, Moon Knight, uh, 
probably will just because it is so disconnected. So just bring him into the West Coast Avengers and I'll probably like him in that. Yeah. One thing I was going to tell you from the comics uh, that people are probably if they do, if they follow the comic storyline, that people are going to be outraged and upset and mad about because they've introduced both characters now. But uh, America Chavez and Kate Bishop are in a relationship. So if they follow through like what they are in the comics, uh, that's bound to have some people not happy, lamely. Uh, it's got, if it's none of your business, don't worry about it. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's plenty of other things to be mad about. Come on. But yeah. I don't know. Again, <laughs> to each is on everyone. Yeah. But um, All right. yeah, I just had to Next throw in Moon Knight really quick. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, next one, also on HBO. We own this city, the spiritual successor to The Wire. So I couldn't be more excited for this one. And watching it, it gave me that uh, same Wire vibe. So I was really happy. The only thing is, is while The Wire is based off real life, it is a, also a fictional story. We own this city actually is based on a true story. So everything they're doing is based on real people and real events. So it tells the story of the rise and fall of the Baltimore police department's gun trace task force and the corruption surrounding it. Uh, the stars, John Bernthal, uh, Jamie Hector, who, um, was, uh, Marlowe in the, uh, wire. So it's actually kind of interesting and cool to see him. He was from the streets in that, and he's playing a detective in this, so that's one thing you know. Josh Charles, who is also in The Wire, um, he's back in this, so it's like one of those like the from the creators of, so of course it is, but yeah, this is really good. It's uh, six episodes, and uh, they're three in. I saw the first three, so just waiting for the next one, but uh, yeah, really love what they're doing here with the show, especially as a longtime fan of the wire. This is on HBO max. It is. Did you watch the baby? I didn't. Did you? No, not yet. Um, I'm hearing good things, but I'll wait until I'll check it out. I'll wait until it's done. I don't know if it's a movie or a series or whatever it is. It's a series. It's a series. Okay. Well, I'll wait till it's done. The other series I did watch though, um, because, like I've said a few times now already this year, we're like in the golden age of uh, true crime made into drama. Um, all the shows they're doing, that girl from Plainsville on Hulu and the uh, inventor, the Elizabeth Holmes story and uh, the thing about Pam, Peacock, like true crime left and right. And uh, now here's another one. Um, one of another one of Dateline's go-to stories, uh, The Staircase, which tells the story of Michael Peterson, a crime novelist accused of killing his wife, Kathleen, after she's found dead at the bottom of the staircase at their home and the 16-year ju- judicial battle that followed. This one stars Parker Posey, Colin Firth, Tony Collette, Michael Stugard, Patrick Schwarzenegger, Sophie Turner, Rosemary DeWitt, your guy, Dane DeHaan. <laughs> That's Lance. Brother Lance, that's his guy. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, uh, this is going to be eight episodes. And yeah, as someone who knows this case, not only from Dateline, but uh, they did a Netflix series also called The Staircase, which is now trending again because of this HBO show. Um, the interesting thing about that Staircase documentary was um, I like when documentary they present stuff, but I also like when they tell a story too and they have people talking and explaining the thing with that staircase documentary is like, it's all just raw footage with no, no, nobody talking. It's just all old footage. So, um, wasn't crazy about that, but this is pretty interesting. Like I said, uh, Tony Collette and, um, Colin first, uh, the thing that really surprised me as far as like what they've shown so far is obviously, we don't know. Obviously, there's sides to this, and people think it was murder. Some people think it was an accident. But they show a version of where it was an accident, and they show like Tony Collette's character like falling backwards down the stairs, and that was shocking <laughs> that they actually went there and showed it. I mean, maybe not, but I'm just saying like it was like a stunning scene to see, you know. This is on HBO. Is that what you said? Yes. All right. And like I said, this is uh, if you follow true crime, this is like and Dateline. It's like one of their go to things that they they always revisit this case just because there is uh, a lot of twists and turns and a lot of questions. Um, He probably did it, but you can actually never know for sure. Like you get a pretty good idea that uh, he did, but obviously the show even presents it in a, in a way where it is possible that it was an accident. So anyway, all right. Um, really quick. Um, the way down, they did a, uh, a part two, I guess, to wrap up uh, what happened in that, um, that first, first part of, of the, the little documentary season, season two or whatever, I don't know, or this is season 1.5. Uh, because the way the first part of it ended, um, I don't want to spoil it if you guys want to watch it. I think you guys should watch it because this shit was bonkers. But the way it ended, I was like, oh, my God. And then I didn't know we were going to get it. Well, it's said to be continued, and then th- this is the, the second part. Uh, to that series. If you, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, this is uh, The Way Down, God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin uh, with her um, her church cult weight loss program or, or whatever, however you want to put it. Um, yeah, because there's something happened in the end of, the, of that first part, and then I just wanted to see what what was going on, uh, what happened to to that case and everything. And was I satisfied with this second part? No, I was kind of like, mm, really? I mean, you're just talking about a lot of stuff that we are you said in the first part, but um, I think it was only like three episodes or whatever. I I, I whipped through them really quick. I had I had to see what where it was gonna go. So if you guys uh, didn't know that there's a part two to the way down, it's out now. I think it came out like a week or so ago. So definitely check it out. It, it was worth the first part was worth worth it I, I thought it was weird and crazy and i didn't even know that was going on i mean shout out to people that lost the weight and kept it off but just 
what they were doing was weird. I mean, I, I say this. I'm not a religious person. Uh, to each his own on, on what you want to believe in. But this stuff was just straight wacky. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, the second part, eh, yeah, I wasn't really excited for it. But yeah, that was the part two to the way down. What else you got? Uh, game just ended. Final Dallas one twenty three ninety. Usually, guys say uh, good game, great series. But uh, you know, Boban uh, Marjanovic, he was in John Wick, and he's in all the commercials. The big tall seven seven dude. You know yeah. him, right? Yeah. Uh, he just got into it with, with some uh, some guy on the Suns at the end of the game, so it wasn't a very friendly finish. <laughs> uh, well, at least it wasn't anyway. no fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> interestingly, uh, and maybe not surprisingly, shout out that he did stay as long as he did, but uh, Wayne was not there in, as the final minutes ticked away. He did leave with like three minutes to go in the game. <laughs> So anyways, um, next up over on the Apple plus side of things, uh, got two quick ones. Uh, the big con follows the story of Eric C. Con, a Kentucky attorney who managed to steal over $550 million from the U.S. government through its social security program. Uh, it's a little four episode kind of doc miniseries type thing. All four episodes are up, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, the interesting part is I had seen this before on that uh, American Greed show, but that's like a little, you know, 20 minute, half hour show on the story. So you get that little piece. And obviously this is a full, you know, hour long each. So four hour long tale of it. So you get a real expanded version and you talk, they talk to a lot of people uh, that were involved in this. Um, and it's interesting. The, I think one of the most uh, the interesting things they were able to do here was actually talk to, um, you know, for a while, obviously, he was helping people get this. But then when he got in trouble and got caught, um, sadly, but not surprisingly, uh, the government, Social Security, instead of doing the right thing and getting into it, they just decided to, like, suspend everybody that he ever like represented like in that areas, like, like funds. So that was pretty messed up. And they talked to a lot of people and that was, that was rough and tough to see, but uh, it was cool to see that in turn, like this one lawyer from the area did step up to try to help as many people as he could for free uh, pro bono. So that was cool to see, but yeah, it's a crazy tale. Uh, if you want to check that out, the big con and this is on Apple Plus? Yes. And then the other one uh, they have on there that is four episodes, um, but I only watched the first one so far. I will watch the rest of it, is They Call Me Magic. Uh, look at Irvin Magic Johnson's life, who left his mark on history through his work, and how he continues to impact our culture today. Um uh, the thing that I found most interesting about this, because it coincides with uh, the uh, the Lakers dynasty show on um, HBO, Winning Time, and it's interesting to see in contrast because I don't know if you heard, but um, 
since that is based off so many, you know, real people, one of the people that they went hardest at in this series was um, Jerry West. And in real life, like he's taken like real offense to the way they portrayed him in winning time. And he's even like, he's like trying to sue them to like, like they need to uh, like uh, publicly apologize and, you know, defamation of character. And then it's interesting actually to see it and contrast it with like the real documentary here on they call me magic. And like, it really, I really do feel like, Oh man, like they really were just making the show with, uh, with winning time. And obviously they took some liberties and even like, I know Kareem like wasn't, the cheeriest guy, but also like the way the winning time made him was like, he's gruff all the time and doesn't talk to anybody and doesn't say anything and is mad. And then you see, you know, the real life Kareem, both currently and in the old footage. And like, yeah, maybe he was a little, but like, obviously he wasn't always that way. And he wasn't just a grump about everything. So, um, it was interesting to like contrast the two since they've both recently come out, you know? Hmm. What, uh, is it on HBO? Uh, winning time. The drama version of it is on HBO, but the, they call me magic is on the Apple plus. Oh, okay. And that's where you get the real story because <laughs> it really is the real footage the real people all that so it's the real documentary when you know i mean i i'm not mad at winning time for you know having you know some fun but it, it this just goes to show like some of the liberties they really did take on uh, winning time you know i think they just tried too hard to nail into the ground some things like they made jerry west in winning time they made him like super angry and mad all the time and yelling about things and smashing things left and right. And they made Kareem, like I just said, like he doesn't talk to anybody and he's always mad and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, maybe he was a little, but he, all you need to do is watch the, the doc on uh, they call me magic and you can see that's not a hundred percent really how it was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, anyways, right. yeah, they call me magic. Uh, the last one I have, uh, shooting back over to Netflix. Um, you know, I've been a longtime fan of the show, and it's back for season four. The Circle, yay, it's back. Um, I often have, as much as I like and can enjoy uh, Big Brother and Survivor and all the, you know, Amazing Race and these go-to shows, like, I definitely have my criticisms. One thing I got to give it up for the circle is uh, they know how to keep it fresh in an interesting way. And they always come with like, they're only four seasons in like those other shows have had like 30, 40 seasons. So of course they might run into a little bit of repetitiveness, but uh, circle does a really good job uh, shaking it up with their twists and the difference and the way they run their game. And, um, 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to spoil it for people in case they want to see it, but they had a really huge surprise at the end of uh, the first episode of this one that uh, I texted you about because I knew you weren't going to watch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was reading some. Somebody's uh, messaging me. But, <laughs> um, she was going to say something. I forgot. Sorry, everyone. But yeah, continue. <laughs> that was it. Uh, yeah, Circle. It's going good. Um, and that's on Netflix, right? Yeah, they right. It, they do it interestingly though, in that they threw up like the first four or five week one, and then like another four uh, this past Wednesday, and then I think this coming Wednesday they throw up like another three or four, and then a week after that they air the finale. So it's still got. Uh, time to go. So what's that? Uh, the twin or yeah, that no, the eighteenth. Yeah, the eighteenth. Um, we'll get the next batch of episodes, and then yeah, the twenty fifth. I guess they'll throw up the final episode where you get to find out the winner of this uh, season four of the Circle. I hope they do more international ones. Um, after they did the first U.S. one, they did a Bra- uh, Circle Brazil for one season, and then they did a Circle uh, France one episode but i guess the why they may have stopped that is um because i think this all takes place i think netflix owns this building that this all takes place and i think it's uh in chicago the chicago area and that might be why they stopped with the international ones because they got to fly all these people here and that might be a little harder in this coming you know through this these virus years (laughs) That's probably why the international versions have have uh, stopped for now. Well, apparently, uh, in other parts of the country, it's over with. Because um, <laughs> in Texas, it was over <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't know. Seems like everyone's kind of going back to somewhat normal. It's still going on. It's still out there. Don't think it's gone. It's still there. People are still getting sick. But oh yeah, I know. Uh, oh, that's cool. Because <laughs> cases went went down here in in the town I'm at. But that's just people that that say that they let the the the, the people know. Hmm. I know uh, some people are just riding it out when they're at home, but. I don't know. We'll see. Whoa, what's this? This sent you. This is really cool. Uh, <laughs> it's official Warriors versus Mavericks. It's in the style of uh, Strange in the Multiverse, and they got uh, Steph there as Strange. <laughs> and uh, Mavericks are Dallas, right? Yeah. Yep. And that's who we are now facing in the Western Finals, the Final Four. Out of the West, we got the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. And out East, we got the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. The one seed versus the two seed. And the three seed versus, like, geez, what was Dallas? The five seed. So, yeah. Who's it going to be? Obviously, I want the Warriors, but uh, and we have home court now. That's awesome. That's important. Uh, if you just look at this past series, they had to go seven. It wasn't until game seven where Dallas obliterated Phoenix. But 
every game of that series the home team won. So um, we're dealing with a little bit of injuries. Um, so obviously I want the Warriors to win. They should be favored. They are getting home court advantage. But uh, Dallas is going to be tough. They got uh, one of the top guys in the league, Luka Doncic. Luka Magic, they call him. So Luka the Don. So uh, I want the Warriors to win, obviously, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't be, like, stunned if the Mavericks end up winning. Out east, uh, the Miami Heat are the one seed, so they have home court. But I think Boston has the more complete package. They have both defense and two offensive stars. Uh, Miami's known more for their defense, and uh, they sometimes get offense out of Butler, Tyler Hero. So uh, I like the Celtics to come out, and then obviously, hopefully, the Warriors. So we could have a uh, Boston-Golden State finals. Wow. Well, we'll see. I'm sure Zisa will bring it to you because I can. Uh, the only time I watch basketball is when I'm at work and it's on because that's <laughs> that's all everyone's been watching. But uh, where did it Star Wars? Who are they collecting now? Yeah, yeah. Um, last little thing here on uh, the sports and this thing, the <laughs> Mavericks. Obviously, Charles Barkley spent. Uh, the, the the most important years of the end of his career at uh, in Phoenix, so uh, he feels really close to the Suns. So obviously he was picking the Suns to win. So he's quite devastated in the studio right now. <laughs> Poor Shaq guy. there. Shaq's there, and Shaq's attitude. I swear, every time I listen to Shaq, he reminds me of your mentality. People try to come at him, and he's like, "No, I don't care. That's not how it is." <laughs> and I'm like, that's Nez. They're like, no, but it's this, Shaq. And he's like, no, uh-uh, that's not yeah. what it is. Uh-uh, I don't accept that. That's not what I said, no. <laughs> Shaq in a fool. That's exactly what <laughs> Shaq is fresh. <laughs> Shaq fool. But. Yep. Um, I'm like uh, Kenny or uh, Ernie, and you're like Shaq. <laughs> uh, collecting I got a couple things I didn't buy too much when I was down in Texas but I did pick up one thing I got uh, the reaction uh, Super 7 figure uh, David from the Lost Boys there's two versions I need to get the other one I only got, I only got one of them this is the one I love how it looks because um, if you guys remember when uh, when David and those guys were all hanging upside down uh, in the cave that's how they um, did this figure. Uh, he's upside down uh, in the package. <laughs> so I, I, think awesome. is, I, I think this is really cool. I thought it was an awesome figure, so I had to get it. Uh, Lost Boys being my all-time favorite vampire film. Uh, the next one I got, this was uh, also from Super 7. This is from their uh, Thrash line of the reaction figures. I still need to get the first one. I, I didn't get that one. But this is the, uh, the Paul Bailoff figure. This is, it also comes with a um, uh, little uh, zine that they made back in the day. Uh, I, I'm not going to open this. I, I think I need to get another one so I can open it and read the little zine in it. But the figure, um, I believe it's the same mold as the first go-around. Uh, Eric's got the first uh, Paul Bailoff one. For those of you who don't know who Paul Bailoff was, he was uh, one of the original singers for Exodus uh, back in the day, and he had, he had passed 
uh, a few years back. Um, but this is an awesome figure. I love the packaging. I'll take pictures of this and throw it up on the Instagram thing. Oh, so those two reaction figures, and I got, uh, I went into Walmart. I don't know when this came out, but I know the price went up on it already. This is uh, the Funko Pops, uh, the New World, o the New World Order, the NWO, uh, Hollywood Hogan, uh, Scott Hall, and uh, Kevin Nash. Um, it's the Walmart exclusive. Um, I just walked in there and there it was. So I was like, well, shit, I had to look it up really quick to see how much it was. And it's, it went up a few, a uh, few pennies. So I said, well, shit, it's right here. It's the only one. So let me grab it. Uh, I, I did love the whole NWO uh, stuff. They have it here as WWE, but NWO. Yeah, they did come over, but it was more the WCW days, but eh, WWE all bought WCW. So yeah, they got to throw that on there. But it's a cool little three pack. Um, I think it's the second three pack that I got. I think the last one I got was the uh, the the New Day. But uh, really cool. Uh, it was just a short one. Um, as far as those collectibles, that that's all I got. Just uh, going down to uh, Texas Frightmare. I only went for uh, one day. Uh, it was awesome. I uh, went with a shout out to my buddy uh, Ben and his son Ryan. Met up with them and I hung out with uh, uh, one of my little buddies, Xavier. He was awesome. That was his first horror con, first first convention really, and he had a good time. Uh, I mainly got movies. Uh, the three movies that I got, I went over to Arrow. I got the American Wolf in London little box set that came with a book. I got that. It was a 4K. I got uh, Audition, that one Japanese movie, um, the 80s classic, The Last Starfighter. I already have it, but this is the Arrow version one, so I grabbed that. And I also got the uh, Kevin Smith um, Arrow version of Mallrats. Mallrats is my favorite Kevin Smith movie, so I had to buy that one. So, uh, As far as collecting, that is all that I got. What do you have? All right. Uh, I'll be quick with mine. Uh, I did send you real quick uh, the damn thing they always use for uh, when uh, – the end of the third quarter. It was long over. And then, uh, yeah, Shaq picked the Mavs before the game. So he's got the uh, cowboy hat on now here in the post game. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, what is new? I guess, yeah, the Multiverse of Madness line, like I referenced before. Uh, Wong, America Chavez, Master Mordo, the... Uh, Supersized Rintraw, which that was interesting. They made him too. He was the bull-looking character at uh, Comertage. So, yeah, he's also barely in the film. You see him in the first scenes of Comertage, and then um, he's one of the characters that Scarlet Witch is like holding up uh, at that one part. There's like four or five Comertage people. The Bull character is one of those. And then you see him at the very end standing next to uh, America Chavez. So, uh, But yeah, they made a supersized version of him. And then, yeah, like I said, Sarah with her one minute uh, of uh, screen time, they made her too. So picked up that. And uh, yeah, all about uh, Strange lately. I can't remember if, if I mentioned these or not before last time, so I'll mention them now. But the uh, Eastman and Laird's version of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, 
previews exclusive versions uh, slowly starting to come in. I ordered the whole wave and uh, so far Raphael and Donatello showed up. The cool thing was, and I was expecting to get at least one, if not two, um, just you figure the odds one in six. Uh, and yeah, right off the bat, uh, these first two they sent me, I got the regular Raphael. So he's all in color. And then I'm the Donatello they sent me is, uh, uh, black and white. He's all just black and white colored. So I guess I need another regular Donatello now to uh, eventually complete. We'll see what else they send me. Obviously, I'm still waiting on uh, Leo and Mike uh, Shredder and Casey Jones from this line. So uh, ordered pre-ordered that from Entertainment Earth. And I will say my experience with them, at least lately with the pops, as far as like mass order i got the eternals through them and now these uh, turtles i wish they'd just like send me them all but uh especially with the eternals they literally sent me like one at a time on those so it was like it took forever you know how many eternals there are it took like months they shipped one 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 so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. anyways yeah. All right. All right. Do it. Um That's it, isn't it? Oh, uh rent recommendation. Oh, before we get into those, uh uh other than going to Texas Friday before I went down there, we went and saw uh, Heim live in concert at uh the Greek Theater in Berkeley. Uh, the Zisu and I and Jade went down there and uh checked them out. Uh they Jade and the Zisu here were obviously bigger fans than I was, but I am a huge fan of them now because them them three gals put on an awesome live show. I don't even remember the names of the two openers. They were they were all right. Fuzzy Lee and Waxahachie. It, it was okay. Wasn't they were it? mellow. I knew that going in too. I was like, man, they're really not going to get the crowd moving. These were two very mellow acts. Wasn't my bag, baby. But um. Yeah. Other than that, man, I thought it was it was an awesome show. They these gals, they killed it, and they it was they said it was sold out, and I I, I guess it was because I, I did walk around. Uh, I went to the bathroom, and then I just kind of hung out in the back, and I walked up to the top, and um, and the, the lawn was full. It was way up there. The whole uh, cement blocks, all of that was full. I mean, the floor was packed. Uh, and everything, man. So I mean, it it was it was awesome. I didn't think there was gonna be that many people there because when we got there, it was like, yeah, there's hardly anyone here. But as as it went on before they came on, it just it filled up. And yeah, it, I guess it was they were awesome. experienced concert goers who were like, oh yeah, we'll show up whenever. But I'm real happy with where we were at. Great view, and uh, I mean, I can't wait to see him again because. Uh, I'll probably keep my promise. I said I was only going to record a song or two. I ended up recording basically everything. So I just couldn't help myself. I was like, oh, I got to have this one. And then I was like, oh, well, I recorded the other one. I guess I'll record this one too. <laughs> I, I just got the, I didn't know what the songs were. I was just recording video of them uh, when they were doing what they were doing. But um, it, they they put on a really, really good show. Uh, shout out to the other guys in their band. I thought they were awesome uh, as well. 
But um, these three gals just going back and forth, uh, singing and, and dancing and, and playing all the instruments uh, and everything. I thought it was awesome. I still didn't understand the double bass drum kit, but all right, because they didn't even use it. <laughs> really, it was just there for show. But, I mean, they, they were uh, up there doing it all. And they were amazing. I just couldn't believe how... Uh, how amazing they were and how I was just like, man, these three gals are just awesome song, songwriters as well as musicians because they were up there doing it. And, and it was, it was amazing. I mean, I definitely want to go see them again. Um, yeah. Where we were, well, we were like perfect um, because perfect. if you guys have been to the Greek theater, that stage is kind of high. Cause I think if you were in the very front row on the barrier, you'd be like looking up and you probably couldn't really see, too much at the back. I thought where we were were fine. I mean, you and I. Now I know where to you're stand tall. too for the shirt throw. Now I know where to stand. We just need to shift just to the right a little and forward just a little to where uh, where she was for the throw, where Este was for the shirt throw. She didn't really <laughs> throw very far. She just like tossed it. So it's. I know where it, to stand it, now. It didn't go very far. <laughs> it was like whoever was in that front row that was right on the barrier. They were the ones that got it, but. But other than that, it, it was an awesome show. I just thought they killed it, and I am definitely a fan. I need to get all their albums because everything they played. I was listening to album to, to their albums and everything, and I was like, okay, it's whatever. But I've always said this before. When you go to live, sometimes they speed it up, and, they're, and you can see, you can feel the energy of them. Uh, not just them, but any live performance. There, there's it always. It's always better. Like um, Def Leppard, for example. I love the albums, but man, they were better live. And like the Heim, albums were good. The songs were good, but they were better live. I thought it was just awesome, and you can just feel uh the the good energy from the crowd because everybody was singing and dancing. I mean, there was times where I couldn't even hear them on stage. All I heard was the crowd singing. Even when I was walking around, everybody was singing and dancing. So I just thought it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, when you were when you were out there, um, it was during the encore, and they saved the steps for the encore as suspected. And that's probably uh, their biggest current hit right now, especially off the last album, Women in Music Part 3. So I knew the place was going to be going crazy for that one. Yeah, it was cool, especially when they dropped those banners, the the high yeah. and the Women in Music. Everybody ah, like lost yeah. it. That was well, like, it, yeah, that was for the steps. Yeah, that was the yeah. song, The Steps. So. All right, yeah, they, they everyone <laughs> just like flew off the hinges. Yeah, <laughs> and everything, but uh, it was awesome, and I'm glad I made it. I almost didn't go. I, I truly almost didn't. But I, I was tired when I got home because I drove all the way down there, went to the show, then drove back home. So I was, oh, I was like, I was almost like, all right, I'll stop and take a nap. Nope, I just made it all the way. I'm home. glad you made it. Yeah, I'm really yeah. glad you did. <laughs> so, and yeah, looks like. Uh, we might just uh, make it to the end of the tour of all places, uh, Bend, Oregon. That's next tour. month, isn't it? So, yeah, the 15th. So, uh, yeah, uh, looks like we might just make it. That's on a Wednesday. All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see Birds. how it goes. It's on it. I guess it's the 
the fourteenth. Sorry. Oh, fourteenth. Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Um, on Because I requested off the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. So. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll figure it all out, uh, everybody. But um, again, if you guys get a chance uh, to see them live, they were awesome, and I, yeah. I'm I'm glad that I went. Because I almost didn't. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, real quick, off Women in Music Part 3, obviously that's the most recent album, so I was expecting most from that. We did get most of it from the top. We got Los Angeles, which I was very curious to see how the crowd would react. Obviously, I was like half-jokingly like, boo! The uh, Bay and L.A. rivalry. So, But uh, I didn't hear much of the rest of the crowd. Uh, with that they did it was cool they projected uh driving through uh, la in the background when they did that one though the steps like i said they did i know alone that was one of the only ones they did the nance number four and i was really hyped when they did that because that's one of my favorite little numbers they do so that was cool to see they did that uh they did up from a dream they did gasoline they did 3 a.m which was really funny because they did the whole skit for it too where este was uh uh, talking on a phone <laughs> to a guy over in Palo Alto. <laughs> so that was a thing. Um, they did Don't Wanna. Um, they didn't do Another Try. They didn't do Leaning On You. Uh, did, did they do uh, I've Been Down? They might have. They didn't do Man From the Magazine. Know. They, they didn't do they did. All That Ever Mattered. They did Effed Up But True. And so that was everything off of Women in Music Part 3. They didn't do, I was really hoping they'd do uh, something to, or off of something to tell you, Little Your Love. They did do Want You Back uh, from that one. I think that's the only thing they did from Something to Tell You. And then from the first album, Days Are Gone, they did Forever, which I was really excited to do that. That's one of my favorite tracks of theirs. They did that. They did The Wire. That's definitely a crowd-pleasing favorite. Um and they did Don't Save Me, which was interesting because Jade was keeping up uh, with people that were talking about Haim on social media. And I guess to open the tour, the, the, we were at the third stop, Berkeley. Uh, the first, the tour started in Vegas and then the next stop was Phoenix. And I guess at those, they didn't play uh, Don't Save Me, but I'm wondering if they switched out, like if they they did little your love there and they took little your love off and did uh, don't save me. Cause it was like a little bit of reaction. They might've seen like the social media reaction or something. I don't know, but it was interesting. They did that. But yeah, obviously I couldn't been happier. I was very excited and glad we went and um, yeah. Shout out to uh, Nez. I'm glad you made it real happy. You made it. Uh, we got uh, the stadium parking, which was awesome. I was a little nervous on where we were going to park. I thought we might be in for a hike, but uh, uh, the only thing was, obviously, um, since we did stay, obviously, to the end, uh, it took a while to get out of the parking lot, so that was a thing. <laughs> well, we didn't have to walk far, so that was good. And then I didn't know those parking lot there. <laughs> the last few times I went to the shows, I parked hella far and just walked up there. Right, right, right. All right. Um, uh, random recommendations. Uh, I'll knock mine really quick because I we gotta quickly end this. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the movie. Uh, I was watching this last night on uh, Amazon Prime. It was I was just doing things and I needed a movie on. But I'm going back to 1983. This is uh, the awesome uh, Academy Award winner. 
Nicholas Cage and Deborah Foreman in their 80s classic Valley Girl. It's streaming on um, Amazon Prime. So if you have that, definitely check it out, which you probably see. Stay away from that remake garbage. And uh, track from that, from the Valley Girl soundtrack, I am going to uh, the 1982 single from Modern English from their album After the Show, After the Snow. And this is uh, I Melt With You. It was like the big hit off the the Valley Girl soundtrack. So uh, check out Valley Girl and then listen to I Melt With You. They play it twice in the movie during a montage when they're dating and all that. And then when the credits are rolling. So but I love both of that. And and the soundtrack rocks. A lot of the music on there is really good. So check out Valley Girl and check out uh, Modern English's I Melt With You. All right, uh, real quick on my recommendations, going to go two for one on these, uh, inspired by what we were just talking about. Definitely check out The Lincoln Lawyer 2011 with Matthew McConaughey, uh, streaming on HBO Max. Uh, excited to dig into the TV show, but yeah, love that movie and uh, highly recommend checking that out. And then the one I was originally going to recommend coming in, streaming both on Peacock and Amazon Prime, is Enemy of the State. And I was texting with you, Nez, about that. Uh, we definitely got to do a rewatch, rewind on that. Uh, very excited to talk all things. I was saying, um, I don't know if it's on the perfect movies list because we were only halfway through when I texted you about it. But I was like, it deserves to be. I consider Enemy of the State to be a perfect movie. I watched it two times in a row yesterday. So, yeah, Enemy of the State. All right. Oh, well, uh, everyone. Track, track, track. Well, oh. I Go easy. Uh, Heim, the steps. <laughs> How can you go wrong? <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh, that is going to be it this episode. So thank you all for listening. Go and check our latest two anchors. We did uh, the lists for that. Um, follow us on YouTube to search East Society. Follow us on TikTok to search East Society. Uh, go over to T Public and pick up a E Society T-shirt or a Magnus Podcast T-shirt. Uh, shout out to everyone that got them so far. Thank you so much. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, we're we're everywhere: Twitter, Instagram, all that. So just just go over there. Um, but before we go, um, I get I got to give a special shout out to uh, one of my really good dear friends. She. Passed away recently, um, within a week or so. Her husband passed uh, a few months ago, I would say. Uh, they both had COVID, and uh, he went into a coma and never woke up. She went into a coma as well. She woke up, but then she was still dealing with the complications of having COVID. And she had some breathing issues, and then she went to sleep one night and didn't didn't wake up. Uh, it was just shocking news. I mean, she was a really big help in my life uh, when I was growing up. She was a year or so older than me, but um, she treated me like I was her son, and she called me son, and I called her mom. Uh, she she was my friend, and I love her to death and I was just shocking to hear what happened and, and shocking when she lost her husband but uh, she had messaged me like a couple of days before I found out she had passed and she was alright and it it was it was just weird shocking and it was sad but I mean 
that's that's how life goes. I mean, we can be smiling one day and then the next day we're we're crying and but I just I, I couldn't believe it. I figured she was fine. She had, she had a long battle with it and I didn't know she was still dealing with complications from it. I mean, so it's still out there, everyone. I mean, just don't don't think it's not. Um, and it was it was it was a shocker, and I, I still can't believe it. I mean, just just because she was messaging me days before, and that now she's gone, but she's back with her husband again, and uh, I feel for her, and I for she left some kids behind. They're all older. But it was just, it was just sad, and I, and I couldn't believe it. So I mean, Madi, I love you, and and I'll miss you. <laughs> just, I'll always remember you, and thank you for everything you did for me. When I was growing up, I was dealing with some home issues, and she opened up her home to me, and let me stay there with her when I needed to. So. And we hardly even knew each other then. But as we, the years went by knowing each other and everything, I just, the the love I have for her and for her daughters. Um, and it's, it's just sad. And I, I just, I couldn't believe it. So uh, hug your loved ones, hug your wife, hug your girlfriend, hug your husband, hug your boyfriend, hug your kids, hug your grandkids, hug your friends, tell them, tell them you love them. Because we we never know when when it's our time, and uh, I definitely loved uh, Madi Maria, amazing amazing woman, strong mother, and uh, I'll miss her, and uh, I know I'll see her again, and uh, she'll be there. So, but uh, shout out to her whole family and everything, and I'm I'm gonna dedicate this episode to you. She probably never listened to the to the show, but. Um, she knew what I, she knew what I was doing. I had to explain it to her what, what it was. And she was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. So she knows I love movies and TV and everything. So she said it fits. So, but yeah, uh, mom, I love you and I miss you and, uh, I'll see you again. So, but with that, again, just be safe out there, everybody and, uh, hug your loved ones. So, and, uh, till next time, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time. So until then. Oh, before, sorry, I went a little sad. Um, for those of you that went to the shrine uh, that last time we did it, um, we're doing it again this week on uh, May 19th, Thursday, May 19th at the, the venue shrine in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're going to be live on stage. Uh, it's going to be myself, uh, Russ from the Oki podcast, um, Tyler from uh, Skoden Cinema, uh, Isaiah and Josh from Toke Signals and um, King Castro from uh, With All Due Respect Podcast. Uh, we're all going to be live on stage again. So definitely come out and check it out. Uh, doors open at 630. It's a $5 entry. And I think the show starts at 730 or 7. I don't know. I could, somewhere around there. But uh, the address is uh, 112 East 18th Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So if you're in the area, please, please come out and uh, check us out. Um, last time was awesome. And uh, we're just going to be up there doing what we did last time. But if you listen to this show, uh, thank you for listening to those because I did put out the audio for that. And uh, I can't wait. So if you guys are going to be at the show, definitely uh 
please, please come again. Um, everyone that was there last time, I hope they all show up again, and I hope they bring friends with them. So hopefully we can get uh, more and more people in there. But it's going to be awesome time at the venue and shrine in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Can't wait to get out there. So just please, if you're in the area, show up. And with that, uh, we'll see you guys next time. I'll definitely do some stuff uh, for TikTok and all that while I'm out there with everybody. So, But until then, everyone just be safe and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, society.